This is Todd from the junkyard. Welcome, and thanks for joining me. Exodus chapter 4, verse 10. But Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and of tongue. Then the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seen or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. But he said, Oh, my Lord, please send someone else. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is there not Aaron, your brother, the Levite? I know that he can speak well. Behold, he is coming out to meet you, and when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. You shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth and will teach you both what to do. And he shall speak for you to the people, and he shall be your mouth, and you shall be as God to him. So here we see Moses and his brother Aaron. Now Moses had been in the wilderness area for 40 years after leaving Egypt. He hadn't seen his brother in decades. And God all of a sudden calls him from being a shepherd into being a deliverer of a nation coming out of Egypt. And Moses, like probably we would do, is like, what? There's no way I can do that. Me? Come on, Lord, send somebody else. I don't want to do that. And God gets angry with him and says, look, I got Aaron as your brother. I know you don't speak well. He does. I'll take care of you. So Moses goes into the wilderness and meets Aaron. When they met at the mountain of God, they embraced and they reunited. And Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord, which he had sent him to speak and all the signs that he had commanded to do. And Aaron went and gathered all the elders of the people of Israel. Aaron spoke all the words that the Lord had spoken to Moses and did all the signs in the sight of the people. So Aaron and Moses now are a team. They've teamed up. The deliverance is here. Now they're going to break free. And so Moses is at the head. Aaron is his right-hand man, and they're ready to do this. And so they go in and contend with Pharaoh. The plagues are sent. Pharaoh's stubbornness basically allows God to trash Egypt. The Egyptians then encourage the Israelites, go, go, get out of here. Here, here's my jewelry. Here, go, 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 go. They give them all these valuable things to get them out of the country. So they leave, and the deliverance is successful. Now that they're out of Egypt, they begin to grumble against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And Moses ends up going up to the mountain. The law is given as well as the construction of the tabernacle and all the furnishings of it. And Exodus 27, 21, it says, In the tent of meeting, that's the tabernacle, that was that portable temple, if you will, where God was going to meet with his people. In the tent of meeting outside the veil, that is before the testimony, Aaron and his sons shall tend it from evening to morning before the Lord. It shall be a statute forever to be observed throughout their generations by the people of Israel. So Moses is getting all of this instruction from God, and guess what? There's going to be a priesthood established, and Aaron is going to be the head of it. And only Aaron's descendants will ever be allowed to become priests in Israel. So Aaron goes from just Joe Schmo. Now he's the right-hand man to the deliverer. He is very significant. And then he gets the priesthood dropped in his lap. So Aaron gets this monumental task. And in Matthew 17, verse 20, Jesus is talking. He says, For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Well, Aaron has a mountain to move. It's going to be something that is very difficult, but God is with him. And if he exercises faith, God will bring him through. Just like when God tells us to do something, we're like, I can't do that. I don't believe that you're going to take care of me on that, God. God's like, you watch. Step out in faith and do it. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. But with him, all things are possible with him. And so Aaron's going to begin to learn about leadership. 
And so what happens in Exodus chapter 32, Moses is still up on the mountain. The people say, hey, Aaron, you're in charge. We want some gods made up that we can worship. And Aaron complies. Aaron says, take off the rings of gold that are in your ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. These are the things that they likely got from the Egyptians. God's blessing them as they leave. God's like, I'm going to bless you. He gives them all this cool stuff, and now Aaron's like, I'll take your stuff. So they gladly give over that which God blessed them with to make a pagan image that they can worship. So all the people took off the rings of gold that were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. He received the gold from their hand, fashioned them with a graving tool, and made a golden calf. And he said, these are your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, which was a lie. They did not bring them up out of the land of Egypt. It was their heart wanting to worship something that they could see, something that they could control, something that wasn't so intimidating, and Aaron went along with it. He failed. First major failure. Then he built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. They rose up early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings, and the people sat down to eat, drink, and rose up to play. It's party time. Meanwhile, back up the mountain, God's like, hey, Moses, you need to get back down there. These people are all jacked up again. They've made a golden calf and said that, hey, these are your gods that brought you out of Egypt. So Moses goes down and looks, and he sees this, and he says to Aaron, what did this people do to you that you have brought such a great sin upon them? And Aaron said, let not the anger of my Lord burn hot. You know the people that they are set on evil. So right there, whose fault is it? It's the people's fault. For they said to me, make gods who shall go before this. As for this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of them. So I said to them, let any of you have gold, take it off. So they gave it to me. I threw it in the fire and out came this calf. What a lame excuse. Same excuse that Adam gave God when... God confronted Adam in the garden. The woman pointing at her that you pointed him gave me. She pointing back at her gave me the fruit and I ate it. Totally blame shifting. Aaron does the same thing. And as a result, they get a plague sent upon them. Many people die because of his failure as a leader. In Numbers chapter 12, verse 1, really interesting story. Moses marries a Cushite woman, or some translations say an Ethiopian woman, and Miriam. Moses' sister and Aaron, they complain against him. And they say there in Numbers 12, verse 2, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? So they have this little drama attack that happens. And the Lord heard it. To make a long story short, God tunes up Miriam by giving her leprosy, making her skin as white as snow. Moses intercedes, and God heals her. And then God says, hey, she needs to go sit outside the camp for a week. She's unclean. So God disciplines Miriam, and it looks like she's the one that instigated the whole thing. But again, there's... There's Aaron. There's Aaron going along with this complaining thing. And God still, through this, maintains Aaron as priest. And you have the rebellion of Korah, which is another story in Numbers chapter 16. God ratifies Aaron's position as priest. He keeps him there, and he keeps him there for his purpose. And it should be encouraging as we read, because Aaron really messed up a couple of times, and he didn't show himself to be a great man of God. What he showed himself was to be a normal human being whose fears, whose anxiety, whose insecurities got him in a lot of trouble. But Aaron hung in there, and Aaron was by Moses' side until he died. And despite his failures, Aaron was used by God in a great way. And we should meditate on that continually. Even when I screw up, even when God calls me into something and I make a big mess out of it, God's still there. He's still taking care of me. He's still doing his work through me that he said he's going to complete. He who's begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it, Paul says to the Philippians. Remember that. Remember when God calls you into something that seems like a mountain and there's no way to move it. It just takes a little bit of faith to allow God to move that mountain. If God wants the mountain moved in your life, he will move it. 
Now, if you go out and you try to move mountains on your own, you're probably going to be sorely disappointed because God's going to be like, that's not me, dude. That's nothing in my plan. I can't move this mountain. Yeah, it's because I don't want that mountain moved. Get back to what I've told you to do and be faithful in that. And in that, I will move mountains. So if you have a little bit of faith, trust in God. He will move those mountains for you. And when you screw up like Aaron, don't make the mistake of blame shifting. Own it. Aaron should have said to Moses, I've sinned, forgive me. I caved in to them. I was afraid of them. Instead, he skirted the issue and tried to put the blame on them. And that does nothing for your integrity. That makes you look like a fool. Don't do that. Learn from these characters in the scriptures. Their real-life stories are stories that echo our lives many times. And we can learn from them. We can be blessed as we learn from their mistakes and learn to turn the other way. And also, we can see the hand of God, like the hand of God was with Aaron. God didn't kill Aaron like he did Nadab and Abihu, who were just being stupid. God was patient with Aaron, and he kept Aaron in that position. And, you know, in the end, Aaron will be rewarded for all those things he was faithful with. And so will you. So stay in the fight and hang in there. Thank you.